0: Welcome to today's episode of the 49ers Unrestricted Podcast. I'm Timmy Gibson here
1: with my co-host, Daniel Bigelow. Daniel, how are you doing today? I am well on this fine, fine Monday morning coming to you from Colorado.
0: Nice. Coming out of Colorado for a 49ers podcast in California. That just shows how dedicated we are listeners. Daniel is podcasting from a hotel room, but we are here even after last night's brutal loss to the Green Bay Packers, which we are going to break down and give you all of our thoughts on, we got out of bed, we shook it off, and we sat down and we uh, we started podcasting. So, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome.
1: Yeah, it was uh, quite the day yesterday walking around downtown Denver and I, the Broncos fan base is huge, if you did not know that. There did are you see
0: Peyton anywhere?
1: Not pay- I saw a lot of Peyton Manning jerseys. Um I saw so many Denver Broncos jerseys, fans, everywhere. Um, I don't know if all of them were at the game, but they, just, they were watching. Um, what the most surprising thing was, I saw a good amount of Jets jerseys, and the Bronco, the Jets were at the Broncos, but I, that's far away. That is New York, everyone. That is, oh. that is far from Denver. I was amazed and, by how many people were wearing Jets jerseys.
0: And your team sucks. Like The Jets are terrible, so horrible. I don't know why you would travel. Like wait a couple years, maybe then buy some Jets jerseys, then buy some tickets, but not right now.
1: Yeah. So being around being around uh Denver yesterday when they destroyed the Jets, I think the final score was 23-0. That was the last I saw.
0: Um
1: yeah. was cool. And then at night it was it was kind of sad walking back to my hotel wearing my George Kittle jersey with all those Broncos fans cheering. And then they were kind of cheering, and I walk in the room and they look at me and like, I oh like, yeah, I'm just gonna go upstairs now. Yeah. That's but, hey, tough. here we are. Here is some quick news for you. We knew we know that Jermichael Hasty was injured in week two. He had a high ankle sprain, and he has been placed on IR, and he will be out at least three weeks. Because our running backs are dropping like flies, we already talked about last week how we signed On Johnson. We have now signed Jaquiz Rogers, and we have also signed to our practice squad Chris Thompson – former Washington football team and Jacksonville Jaguars running back. And in our game against the Packers, first home game, Josh Norman left the game a few minutes before the end of the first half.
0: Yeah.
1: And he had chest pain. I haven't seen a lot of reports of the specifics going on with him, but he went to the hospital.
0: Yeah. It, it does sound like that was more of a precaution from what I'm seeing. It sounds like it was kind of a scary situation they, he spent the night in the hospital, but I think like, I, I think him playing next weekend is not actually like a hundred percent ruled out at this point. We'll, we'll know more when Cal Shanahan does his press conference today, but sounds like he escaped super serious injury, but the hospital was more of a precaution. So that's great news.
1: Yeah. So uh, let's get right down into breaking down this game. The yeah. four inactives we had t- uh, yesterday were Dre Kirkpatrick, Aaron Banks, Ambry Thomas and Elijah Mitchell was out. I believe the others were healthy scratches and Elijah Mitchell was out. Yeah.
0: Elijah Mitchell was out. It was a good Mitchell being out was a, uh, you'll, we'll probably talk a bit more about this, but it was a bummer. We are, um, are not, are not thrilled about that. We would have preferred to see Mitchell out there. And I think it really was a big, a big loss to the 49ers. I, I genuinely think with Mitchell playing, we, we, probably win this game and yeah maybe I'm over evaluating his talent but him being out was a bummer so getting him back hopefully this week will be
1: will be a bummer let's look back to one of our first episodes that we did in the preseason and um, listeners if you have been listening since the preseason and um, the first few episodes we uh, picked apart the Niners schedule and we talked about four games at a time what we think their record was going to be at the end of the season and talked through each matchup and, and kind of what we were looking for there. Um, when we face each team. And when we talked about the Packers, that was the first loss that I had predicted. I think Timmy was kind of on the teeter powder, could go either way. Um, if we, he said, if we have our run game down, we could walk away with a W. I we, con- we
0: did not have our run game down, ladies and gentlemen, spoiler alert for the game spoiler. breakdown. Alert. but the Packers yeah. did not, did not run away with it for the whole game. Just the beginning. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. I was going to say, well, it sure felt like they did at the time, but we at least came back. Yeah. Um, yeah. I definitely, when I predicted the Niners loss, it was more of, I know we're going to lose some games. And this is one that I'm okay saying. Um, as we went, as the season started, I thought, no way we're losing. We are, we are hot. Jimmy is Jimmy's killing it. And then the injuries came. And then the tears came and then the the players that are healthy continuing to fight, but the injuries have continued to pile on. And so that has been a challenge big time, but we're going to get you into this breakdown. But before we jump right into it, we have some segment talk of Trey Watts. Oh, it's it's
0: Trey Watts time.
1: Also. I saw multiple people
0: on the internet tweeting that it was Lance watch or being like, it's time for Trey Lance watch. And I was like, you just didn't think about this. Like Trey watch was sitting right there. So credit to us for coming up with Trey watch. I think other people have taken it, but I'm going to assume that we were the original, but of yeah, if you're we treating Lance watch. Think about it for like two seconds, guys. Trey watch right in front of you. Sorry. Anyways, Trey Lance had three offensive snaps on the game yesterday That was 4% of the snaps, and he had one rush for, I believe it was one yard, and you know what else it was for, Daniel? A touchdown, baby.
1: There it is. End of
0: the first half, clock's running down, it's fourth down, the announcers think Shanahan's putting in the kicking team, but he's actually just putting in Trey Lance, the 49ers' most explosive rusher that was available this week. Beautiful block by Trent Williams. Beautiful block by Alex Mack. Trey runs it into the end zone on a nice little sweep.
1: I got confused on that play.
0: Yeah. Was I was play. very
1: confused. I was, because Trey Lance is not our uh, placeholder. Um, yeah. Mitch Wis- Wisnowski. Did I say it correctly? Yeah. I believe so. Like she, is our Collinsworth placeholder.
0: Collinsworth called him Wisniewski
1: last night. Yeah. That, that, there's just no way. Um, I was confused. I saw Trey going in and I I didn't understand what was going on. I eventually caught on and was excited when I saw what was happening. Um, you're right. It wasn't a fake field goal, right? They just took the snap. They just straight went for it. Yeah, no, it just, it was in my mind. It seemed like it was going to be, or something was happening, but I was just, my brain had locked on to the field goal and it was not.
0: Yeah. And thank Good. goodness
1: for that. And thank goodness for Trent Williams monster block. I watched monster. the highlight, the replay of that so many times. You
0: leveled that guy. It was beautiful. That was the I think a rookie defensive back. And just putting him up against Trent Williams was just not fair. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, the other Trey Lance highlight was one of Kyle Shanahan's most ingenious plays we've seen in a long time, the 49ers. Needed, I think, one yard for the first down. They put in Trey in the shotgun. Kyle Juszczyk goes into motion, wow. thinking maybe it's a jet sweep. Maybe Trey's going to take it on the keeper. But Juszczyk stops behind the center, takes the snap, and then just does a QB sneak himself.
1: That was my Brilliant. favorite play. Favorite play of the entire game. I want We're going to talk about that more as we get into it. Um, yeah. That was my favorite play. Alex Mack just lowers his head, and it's just like, Kyle, get on my and, back if and we're going to get this yard
0: that's what Trey brings to the offense is the defenses have to cover other things. Kyle Shanahan can run so much more trickery. And quite frankly, I'm at a point where I'd rather have Kyle Shanahan trickery one hundred percent of the time than whatever was happening the rest of that game. And we can we're gonna yeah. get into that. But I'm just as we conclude Trey watch, I think I'm I think I'm officially on the let's just start Trey train.
1: Yeah. Um let's get into it. And as as we start this off, um I just wanna say that was one of the worst first halves of football I've seen by the Niners in recent time. I was That's not brutal. a happy camper. It was a very brutal start. Um, Jimmy G could not throw the ball under six feet. Every person was jumping for the ball and this continued the run game as we already said was pretty irrelevant and the secondary yeah. struggled so hard. Um, yeah. The
0: secondary, con- the secondary, I'm, I'm not worried about long-term, but just if everyone- want. I think we were depleted by injuries and we were playing maybe the quarterback in the NFL besides Tom Brady, who's best equipped to take advantage of that. So I don't like. I think that's going to get fixed. Whether we bring in Richard Sherman, whether Lenore and maybe Avery Thomas develop a bit more or whether just our guys get healthy. That's probably the thing I'm least worried about the mm-hmm. run game. Interests me because George Kittle, I don't know if you saw this, was talking a bit about how a lot of the 49ers run game revolves around getting to the edge on those outside zone runs. And Kittle was saying they were double they were double teaming the edge blockers a lot of the time to stop the 49ers from being able to set the edge and get those runs. Matt LaFleur is a genius. Yeah, well, when you've – I mean, and he knows Kyle's system. He does. Matt LaFleur, Green Bay Packers head coach, worked with Kyle Shanahan, Niners head coach, for years.
1: I just want to say, I think I'm the exact opposite. You were saying you you uh, aren't as worried about our secondary, and I think that is the thing I am most worried about. Um We definitely were struggling with injuries, but these injuries, you know, Jason Barrett is done for the year. Um, yeah. Josh Norman being out, I wasn't that pleased with Josh Norman. I think he either has some 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 great plays or some horrible plays. He had one nice a lot of it a good tackle. And we talked last week about that pass interference call in the end zone. It's like, hey, you're not going to get him. Do that. So you at least have another chance at a block. But
0: a lot of bad guys yeah. for everyone this game.
1: Oh, gosh. It was horrible. Um, you know, some of the calls both ways, not not the the greatest. I will say that just a side note the, the roughing the passer against Jimmy G um, was very soft. I did not agree with that. The, the yeah. tripping one was more agreeable i forgot um, tripping was a rule but that was definitely tripping he stuck out his leg like that that was i agree with that one um, yeah but there were plenty of i thought the refs were bad calls. all
0: around honestly all around.
1: um i got off track sorry no, i no worries. am very worried about the secondary um i'm less worried about the run game i think hmm. elijah mitchell will be back this week i don't think that fixes everything um i don't think there's anything yeah, personally, I don't think there's anything in this season that is going to fix the running game or fix the secondary, so to speak. Um, for me, personally, at least, I'm going to yeah. be pretty nervous about both of them all season. And of course, like every team has their, their soft spots and the things you're watching every week because no, no team is perfect. And even when every asset of your team is fantastic, some are still better than others. So there's parts that you are going to be worried about. But as I said, the takeaways or the things more like the things to look forward to last week, the secondary is going to be tested and they were tested early and immediately and often by Aaron Rodgers, of course. Um, And so that was really hard to watch over and over. Um, I felt like the coverage on Devontae Adams all game was pretty poor, especially in the last minute. Um, He was... Not covered closely enough. I don't like the zone coverage in that last little bit. Um, you, we got to shut yeah. that down quick, and we did not. But okay, It's let's... hard
0: to shut down Devontae Adams. Um, Absolutely. I, just to, one more point on that. I think the reason I'm less worried about the secondary is because the secondary to me was more of a matter of depletion and just being outmanned. The run game thing scares me a little because it seemed schematic. It was the Packers found a way to stop the 49ers run scheme with shutting down, yeah. with double teaming the edge blockers, stopping us from setting the edge. I, I think we're going to fix it. We I'm, This has happened before. Kyle Shannon has schemed around it. It's a common, I believe, counter reaction to the outside zone run game. So I, I do think depletion was part of that, but it's hard to see yeah. when scheme is a part of it. I can, I'm a little more
1: worried. Totally. And the, the, the thing that I think worries me about your point, but that I also agree with, is if that sentence made any sense (laughs) is it is more of the scheme and we've talked about a bunch how it doesn't even matter half the time what running back we're using it's the scheme but when the scheme gets figured out like it did last night we're screwed because at that point if the scheme is figured out that's when guys like christian McCaffrey, Dalvin cook saquon barkley derrick henry the top seven running backs those are the guys that are studs because they're studs no matter what scheme is being used a lot of the time they're going to make moves. They're going to figure it out. They're going to bulldoze guys or stiff-arm Josh Norman into eternity. But I'm not going to say that Elijah Mitchell, Trey Sermon, Jermichael Hasty, any of the running backs on our roster are guys who are going to be able to play after play, make stuff happen without a beautiful scheme from yeah. Kyle Shanahan. So I'm with you, but the scheme being figured out yesterday, uh, that's what worries me. Because we don't have a guy who's just going to uh, – we can't just not stop him anyways. But Kyle will scheme up something else. You're right.
0: I agree. So, and Jeff Wilson will be returning in a couple of weeks, hopefully. I've got some breaking news. Th- to go back to something we said th- earlier. November. Ian Rappaport hit. just tweeted – oh, sorry. Don't wanna...
1: No, hit it. Don't yeah, need to hit it. breaking news. Hit, hit, hit that news.
0: Ian Rappaport just tweeted, 49ers cornerback Josh Norman, who impressed in his short stint with SF, we can d- disagree on that is dealing with two bruised lungs, along with tissue damage, which may have caused some internal bleeding sources say tests ongoing. Oh Doctors goodness. will be cautious, but he's in good spirits and hopes to play next week. So that was what? a roller coaster of a tweet. So, but that no goes kind of what we thought with scary stuff that might not have been as bad as we initially thought. I don't know.
1: Dude, you're listing off all those things he's got going on. And I'm like, Oh, is he done for this season? Like, sure. That's an exaggeration. I, I didn't need to go that far but two bruised lungs and all the other stuff you listed, and he's thinking about playing next week. We need him. I don't know. I mean, there's yeah, – We do, but – With football injuries,
0: the question is usually, I think, these guys are like, hey, am I going to make it worse if I play? And if the doctor's like, no, then they just
1: – they get out there. Like Devonta Adams last night after getting hit in the head? Yeah, that was ridiculous.
0: I That was another one where I think – i am shocked i don't know how that wasn't a flag for on jimmy ward and
1: yeah he absolutely should be um at the restaurant i was at watching the game i had someone uh yell at me because i was wearing a niners jersey after the hit and i was like hey even Niners fans can agree that that was a horrible hit on jimmy yeah. ward's part and that should not have happened and that should have been a call
0: he was already going down um, and the ball was out
1: yeah that's dirt, the
0: Ward should have he didn't been even catch it yeah either.
1: yeah he turned his head and looked away so Okay, let's start with our offense. Let's let's go through talk about some specific guys here. Yeah. Why don't we just get right into it? Go as deep into the balloon as we can and start with Jimmy G.
0: I'm done with him, Daniel. I uh, I'm done. He's I what are the reasons? We can get granular on this, but just quicker, what are the reasons you start Jimmy Garoppolo over Trey Lance right now? Like Going into the game or now? Like we now. Seen. Just like in general this season, what are the reasons? Like what are what are the reasons for Jimmy Garoppolo? I'd say it's what? Experience. Yep.
1: Accuracy. Experience. Yeah, experience, accuracy is Efficiency. still questionable. Every ball was thrown six feet high last That's night. That's what I'm
0: saying. He did um, none
1: of those things. There is still that, you know, Jimmy's our guy, Jimmy's our guy. We went out, we're paying him millions and millions of dollars. Sure, we draft the Trey Lance, and we're going to use the package thing. And I do wonder how much of it – I think the factors are more experience. I do think that's a big part of it. I don't know if Trey's. I think he's ready in those small instances we've seen him. Because we've seen him in flashes, he's looked really good. And I'm not saying he's not really good at all. I I believe that he is. Um, So I'm going to go with experience. I'm going to go with – you know, the the pridefulness of the organization saying, Jimmy's our guy, Jimmy's our guy, oh, wait. rough patch. He's no longer our guy bringing the new shiny yeah. toy in Trey Lance. And now we just have millions of dollars sitting as our backup quarterback. So um, I think a lot of it is that as much as I hate it, I do think a lot of it is that reason. And it. You could be right. I, I, I the 49ers I, have made dumb, dumb decisions
0: because of pride before. Oh, yeah.
1: I wish I'd looked this up and seen um a list of i'm just really curious i do not think a rookie quarterback like trey lance can just hop right in there and take us to playoffs and through playoffs jimmy has been there before not a whole lot much much more than trey lance um but he has been there before he definitely is i think more of the team leader but he's also been put in that role more of a team leader it's not even necessarily his choice yeah. um the, the guys love him so I'm not making a great argument and I don't have a great argument because I don't even believe it's a great argument. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm just lifting off the reasons I think people do. I don't necessarily believe and agree with all those things. Yeah. I just listed. That's no, just I, what I've heard from I,
0: everyone. I appreciate that. Cause I guess my point is this is less than a Tray is ready. Take I'm, I'm not, I don't know if he's ready. We're not watching the 49ers practices. We don't talk to him. I don't know, but I do know that the Jimmy we watched last night is not better than an unready Tray. Like, let's say one reason is experience, right? You want an experienced quarterback who's not going to make dumb mistakes. Jimmy threw the ball backwards twice, Daniel. He was spun around, threw the ball onto the ground, and then thought it was an incomplete pass when he was clearly facing the opposite end zone. That's a rookie mistake. He sure spiked it. The next play, the next offensive play, he throws a ball to Debo. That was backwards again, but luckily it went out of bounds. Like, those are rookie mistakes he was bad in the pocket he was and then let's go to the accuracy there were all these every I think every single great pass that was like an exciting big throw was a bad pass from Jimmy that Debo and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk just made awesome leaping catches for like he was putting even his receivers, George Kittle had
1: to be jumping for the ball yeah, he was even the tall boys catching the ball Muhammad Sanu much bigger than I also thought I was yeah. amazed by his size I don't think I really realized how tall he is he was jumping for the ball. He was diving for the ball. I, he was there were putting his guys in positions to get laid out. Yeah. And I, I think – Sorry. Him coming in, he was hot after the first two games. He was looking real good. Um, but that is not the Jimmy we saw tonight whatsoever. He struggled early. I will say the interception that he threw uh, where – I don't remember which safety, if it was Darnell Savage or Amos. was Jair Alexander in the
0: corner that, that
1: picked it. When it was thrown to George Kittle, yeah. Oh wow, I mean, it was an, was incredi- it there, was an right?
0: incredible play by Alexander.
1: But it was, and he's he's one of the best corners in the league. But that wasn't the, that was not that was honestly one of his best worst throws of the game. That but he, he still had so many worst throws in that. And I said, barely though. I mean, that was inches from Kittle's fingertips, but he was stretched out all the way. Yeah. But there were, I feel like it there shouldn't was just have been so a many pick, more poorly thrown balls. Yeah. Sure. He was throwing the ball. Way too high. Every throw the entire first half, every single throw, it was unreal. Every time he's thrown the ball, it was way too high. I am not kidding you. Every time. Ayuk's touchdown grab was beautiful because he leaped and made an awesome catch. Yeah. I just, I could rant all day about his passes being way too high. And um, so my point
0: is if Trey does that, you've said your terms.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I've been all for Jimmy, especially after these first two weeks. Um, yeah. But all I wanted to see at the start of the second half was Trey Lance.
0: Yeah. I think we saw what happens when Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have an awesome running game to bail him out. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's tough. It's tough for any or, quarterback to get it going without one.
1: Or even some of these short passes that the Niners live off of were not there. We're not working. Um, they were shutting down Debo and Ayuk on the reverses. Uh, the first couple of reverse plays they did with them worked well. But then, you know, the Packers, they, they've played us. Matt knows Kyle, as you said. They know that we do a lot of reverses. We do a lot of short plays. We're all about the yak, the yards after catch. Um, yeah, to, to start the second half, all I wanted to see was Trey Lance take the ball. Um, I will say, in the I believe in the fourth quarter, somewhere in there, Jimmy at least picked it up and looked better. Um, yeah. We had the worst first half. It was seventeen zero after the first half. Correct? We didn't get a touchdown.
0: No, no, we did. We did. We,
1: the we Trenton did. cannon run that end. he got tackled yeah. by the kicker,
0: and then the, was
1: right at the the, last the Trey
0: Lance bit. bootleg as time ran out. Yeah, as,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Time ran out exactly. So it felt like 17-0 going into halftime, and then they brought a little bit of life. And um, we
0: scored again to start the first half. We were right back in it. Yeah, basically. and I.
1: I will say Jimmy did lead and was a big part of why we got back in it, but he was pretty much a hundred percent part of the reason why we were out of it in the first place. So he, he really struggled. He did have still some good moments to keep us in the game, but he was also himself taking us out the entire time. So, yeah, I don't know why in the world George Kittle is not getting the ball more than he does. Um, he had, this is the first game. He had seven receptions and 92 yards. Don't um, mention, don't
0: forget the rushes. Think,
1: uh, yeah, he had a couple of rushing attempts. How many did he have there? He, he, had, he was the 49ers' third leading rusher with oh, one attempt did, for nine yards. Yes. Um, one, that's disgusting. But two, I, um, I'm sorry. I don't understand why in the world he did not have 14 receptions this game. Um, I understand the first, you know, teams are locking him down. Uh, yeah. week one and two he was he was double teamed he was covered all over um I don't care because <laughs> our quarterback couldn't throw Debo got it done the first two weeks um he was not able to this week and I think absolutely just feed the ball to George Kittle yeah. have him do a button hook and see how many guys he can truck to get up the give field. give him more carries is, for real like just Get the ball in his hands.
0: I was laughing so hard on the 49ers' first drive when Kyle Usechek was out there because I was like, this is so funny. Oh. Everyone in every fantasy league ever has been scrambling to grab Trey Sermon, uh, Jacques Patrick, on Johnson. And I was like, and Kyle Usechek's just going to be our leading rusher, isn't he? But instead it was. I Trey Sermon was the leading getting,
1: rusher. I, what? I always think about getting Kyle Usechek in, in fantasy leagues, especially Dynasty League, who I can just have him sit there because he's, he's phenomenal. You probably
0: um, would have been fine with him tonight. He probably had double-digit points. He had a touchdown, 15 yards. He was one of my
1: favorite players, man. Um, Harvard, man. Second play of the second half, we already talked about a little bit. Uh, Kyle, in motion, we think it's going to be a sweep. We think you know it could be a number of things with this oh. scheme offense that we have. Kyle jumps in to take the snap uh, in front of Trey Lance. Just jumps over Alex Mack, who lowers his head and is just bulldozing in his way. And it's like, Kyle, get on my back. We're going together. I love that play design. I, I don't know if I've seen a play just like that, where the fullback is in motion, comes in, takes a snap, just like a quarterback. It's not even a, um, a shotgun pass. And it, it was awesome. I love yeah. seeing that.
0: That, that do you think that was planned plan or was do you saying. think Kyle Juszczyk just was like I'm taking the ball was a different play call and no, just went absolutely there. No, that, was planned. that was
1: planned I see Alex Mack had a couple him dreaming at a,
0: Alex Mack had a couple bad plays
1: by the way He did I do think uh, that was part of why Jimmy struggled a very small part was Alex wow. Mack Alex wow this is really hard <laughs> Alex Max muffed snaps or he snapped the ball and shotgun to the ground and i believe that was one of jimmy's sacks
0: Wait, was it the um, first or the second half where he just snapped the ball before everyone else was ready and so all the defensive linemen just walked right past the offensive linemen because they like were still barely lined up i
1: believe the second that one was bad there, there was a lot of bad ones man um yeah um didn't see a whole lot from Debo. We like the sweeps and reverses that him and Ayuk do. Um, it was really nice to see Ayuk be at least a little bit more involved. Um, he still had some big drops in crucial moments, and I don't think he really showed up with the opportunities he was given. He finally got a touchdown in the third quarter, um, and he he really did make it happen because, as we said, it it was a pretty poor pass from yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo. But Ayuk played I still really think well. There's so much more to see. Yeah, he 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 got it done. He did well. I just I surefield was so barely out to there see. too. We, I have no notes on Shurfield. We barely saw him at all. Um, Sanu definitely got the ball more in this one. Yeah. He had some sweet catches, nothing crazy. Um, but it was, it was at least nice to see him out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. we only had six different guys catch the ball. Yeah. George Kittle had seven receptions, Debo had five, Kyle Yuschek, Brandon Ayuk had four apiece, Sanu three, Sermon two. Yeah. Not a lot of guys played uh a ton on the offense yeah I mean it was the when we get some running
0: or some running backs more experienced and when we get some of our other running backs back I really think the offense will rebound um but I I think it was poor coaching to not have Trey Lance out there more because we saw that he was able to get he was like the one factor that could get our ground game moving a little so I think he should have been out there a bit more And I know, like, I know that's not like the traditional way to go about it, but if we're doing this weird, put him in and good situations thing, I just feel like there were other situations that would have benefited from him being on the field.
1: Yeah. Nothing about the Niners is, is very traditional. I would say. Yeah. So I, uh, let's talk about the defense a little bit. Um, (laughs) you know, what I was thinking about just to start the game is anything under Aaron Jones's four touchdown performance last week is shutting him down. Right. I mean, yeah, that, it's oh for something sure, to for sure. That. Um, he definitely did not have four touchdowns this week. Um, he did have one. He had 19 carries, 82 yards. So that's a 4.3 average. That's a fine average with a touchdown, and then he had you know two receptions, 14 yards. Nothing crazy there. Devontae Adams was not shut down whatsoever. Um, but I think that our defensive line needed to come out early. And I don't think that they, they did Um, other than we got them to be third and 33 on the first uh, offensive drive for the Packers. And then they punted.
0: Yeah, that was, well, that was, that was like the Nick Bosa drive.
1: (laughs) It was and Rogers came out fine early, man. Um, And as I said, I think our secondary is going to be tested. It sure was, it was tested and beat. And I think it's going to be the same story next week against the Seahawks. Um, Yeah. And Wilson and Tyler Lockett.
0: Oh, yeah. No. Secondary was depleted and they took advantage.
1: Yeah. And I I just don't see even our healthy secondary being being great. Um, Part of me says, hey, if if uh, if Trey Lance is going to come in and take over for Jimmy, why not let? D'Amato or Lenore and Talano who fungus start and just it's a, a youth movement for some of the positions and let's see what these guys can do uh,
0: by the end of the game D'Amato Lenore and Emmanuel Mosley were the only cornerbacks we had so Lenore Lenore Emmanuel got some playing
1: time Emmanuel Mosley and Kawan Williams are better than they played yesterday I do not Williams think he is injured now right he is um but he I just don't think even when he was in there he played very well yeah. I was not happy with Jimmy Ward or Jaquaski Tart. Um, I think Tarts coverage was pretty poor. And there was a couple of times where I just thought he waited too long to make a tackle as well. Yeah. Um, and some of those came for, you know, if he had decided to, to get in there and make a hit or make a stop earlier, they wouldn't have had a first down. And um, I was just I, really upset with every single person on the secondary, honestly.
0: I just think the biggest thing is that the, the D line couldn't bail them out because when you have a depleted secondary, like we did, we need, you need the defensive line to step up and, and put pressure, and part of that is it's Aaron Rodgers. Like he can get the ball out fast, and he can make the right decision. Good? And he was doing a lot of that. But also the D line, we had the one, the first drive, Nick Bosa was was everywhere. He helped Aaron everywhere. Rodgers complete a pass to Aaron Rodgers. Which, by the way, funniest play call of, my, of the night was Al Michaels just casually goes, "That's a reception for Rodgers, his first of the day," and just moves on yeah. without it. It was that was a, I love Al Michaels, he's great. But anyway, Al Michaels is so funny. But Nick Bosa, they just – they started – Nick Bosa was – the Packers were starting their fourth string left tackle. Daniel and I were texting right before the game and we're like, this is going to be ridiculous. Nick Bosa is going to be everywhere. But they they started bringing in help. They started bringing in tight ends and other – and running backs to chip them. And those chips were slowing down Bosa just enough yeah. to buy Rodgers that extra second of time. And the, the other parts of the D-line couldn't make up for it. Armstead got a no. sack, but D Ford was an average – of 6.2 yards away from Aaron Rodgers the entire game. The league average is four and a half, 4.52 yards. And if if Bosa is going to be neutralized like that with these chip blocks, you make up for it by having the other side of the line get to Rodgers. And D Ford just could not do that today. And our line we'll just win. was. We're not as deep as we thought. We were supposed to be this really deep, strong offensive line, and this is when that shines, because our defensive line. This is when that should shine, when they're chipping Bosa, when they're taking him out of the play. Other parts of the line should be attacking and making them pay for it, and we couldn't. And so couldn't because try. the D-line couldn't get – we got pressure on Rodgers, but just not enough, the bad secondary, we couldn't – like maybe we could have bailed them out.
1: But and couldn't. Bosa was really the only one who put consistent pressure on him, and he was being targeted – all game, um, as you said at the chips. Yeah, I'm honestly.
0: It was a great start by ju- the Packers.
1: I don't want to just sit here and, and rag on the Niners this game, but I want to because that was that was piss poor with their fourth string left tackling, and Bosa couldn't get it done. He was so nice. close on many occasions, and you're right, they double teamed him. But still, I think we were out coached, you know, which is hard to say. You know, Matt Lafleur is is phenomenal coach, one of the best out there as well, one of the new offensive minds. Sorry, not just offensive, but genius minds with with Kyle, Matt LaFleur, and Sean McVay. I think those are going to be the new Andy Reid, Bill Pelichek, Sean Payton's – I don't want to say Pete Carroll, but I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think just defense was horrible as a whole. Um, I've ragged on the secondary defensive line. Sure, they had a tougher time, I believe, with those uh, tight ends and running backs getting in there to do a lot of blocking. But there's no excuse when you have your fourth and third string tackles on the line. I don't care who they bring in to help. You should still be getting it done. And if you're to, if the ends, if Bosa and, and Ford are, are double teamed and blocked, Armstead and Jones got to do more. i um, sure Armstead had a sack, um, had a big tackle for a loss, but those two plays are not enough in an entire game. Um, yeah. You know, I don't expect you to be Chandler Jones getting five sacks in a game, but I certainly expect Roger to not have as much time or. Uh, space in the pocket as he did so I was not impressed with any of our defensive line um, I think Bosa came out hot early um, put some pressure on and then they double teamed him and then it was gone and yeah Armstead sack was at the perfect time but that was about all he did I was not I feel like I barely saw our linebackers I feel like you know Fred Warner Moore had, had a bad good PI tackles call. he was horrible PI call um, he had some good tackles but none of them were yeah. Half of them I, were after the first down. And so it's I like, great, the, you wrapped them up, but they got the first down.
0: I think the theme on defense is that we were depleted. We were out-schemed a little. And our talent didn't play well enough to make up for it. I think that's the big thing. We didn't, like, when you are depleted in the secondary, you need your D-line and you need your stud linebacker to step up, and that didn't happen. And that will happen. And that's that's where I, like, I'm mad about this. We're mad about this. But, like, I look ahead And I like I'm not out on the 2021 season for the 49ers. I think we I think we played like crap and we only lost by two points. And we were in that game to the end and losing to Aaron Rodgers by a field goal when he's able to get the ball in the field goal range in 40 seconds is something that has happened to a lot of good teams over the years and ultimately is nothing to be ashamed of, especially when we are this depleted. So here that I'm mad listeners here that I'm upset here that I'm disappointed in my team, but here that ultimately I think we can shake this one off and move on. And I don't think it's going to be a predictor for how the 49ers are at the rest of the season other than the Jimmy Garoppolo stuff. I think that kind of stuff, that's the thing that I think could stick with us if we don't, if he doesn't step up or if we don't start playing Trey more.
1: Here we go. Let's move on. Uh, My my three takeaways from last week were that the secondary is going to continually be tested. They sure were, and they were early and they were all game. And that is why that is as well (laughs) my takeaway from this game. It is just in all caps now that the secondary is going to be continually tested um i said that the niners can get the job done on defense we did not see that yesterday and um, we saw at moments they could get it done they had some good stops they made them punt but we need to see more of that i still believe that they can get it done um i just think that even with we need to figure out ways i would say the second takeaway is we need to figure out ways to get it done even when depleted on defense Yeah. And uh, the third takeaway was that the Niners offense can get it done in multiple ways. And I would say that they still did that yesterday while it wasn't flashy, while it wasn't uh, victorious. um, They still did it in multiple ways. Like we're seeing different play calls, different schemes every week. Like Kyle Ustrek coming in motion and taking a snap for the first down. Like That's awesome. Seeing Trey Lance come in for a run out right and Trent Williams rolling out with him. We're seeing all kinds of different plays. And so the offense is getting it done in a lot of different ways, whether getting it done, done is a, is a different question. Um, But I do think that yesterday's game was a lot more on the defense, even with how poorly Jimmy played, I still would put a lot of that blame on, on the defense. Um, But again, it was Aaron Rodgers. So next week we are playing the Seattle Seahawks, our, one of our favorite rivals to play, George Kittle is excited, and uh, yeah, listening to his press conference yesterday got me excited. I think that anytime the Niners win or lose a game, and they, it's I don't know, I think every single time post game, I need to listen to George Kittle because he sets me straight with my perspective and gets me fired up for next week. Um, you know, he was saying, you know, they're a good team, even though if you if listeners, if you don't know, these Seahawks are one and two. They're in the last place in our division. The Rams and the Cardinals right are now. both 3-0, and and we are 2-1, and and the Seahawks are 1-2. and um, The Seahawks offense has been there. Um, Tyler Lockett, the first two weeks, has had two massive touchdowns. And personally, I see that happening against us next week, or at least that being attempted a lot. I, I think do Tyler think the Lockett Seahawks in are –
0: the Seahawks are still settling into a new offensive scheme. So that might be things that they write the ship with, but I, I, they got weird stuff going on there. I think their offensive coordinator wants to do one thing. Pete Carroll wants to ball, wants to run the ball and Russell Wilson wants to run around a lot in the backfield and make deep throws. And they've got, somebody's got to decide what they're actually going to do. And there's a lot of, I don't know, discombobulation there right now combined with a not super strong defense. I, I'm not sure they're a good team.
1: I don't – yeah, I think it's got to be all on defense because the offense is good. Lockett and Metcalf are two of the best. Chris Carson's great and had a great game uh, last week, yesterday, and Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. So if we look at the Vikings and how they did against the the Seahawks yesterday, Cousins was 30 for 38 with three touchdowns, Um, one touchdown to uh, Justin Jefferson who had nine receptions and 118 yards. Um, And Alexander Madison, who was playing for an injured Dalvin cook had 26 carries. So he got the ball a lot. He had 112 yards, no touchdowns, but he averaged uh, 4.3 yards per, per attempt. And that's a pretty good line for, for that offense on uh, what we thought was a pretty good defense of the Seahawks. So I think if our offense uh, is going to continue to do what it's done, it will see success against the Seahawks, but it is the defense yet again, that I worry about um, because of the ability in the Seahawks offense. As I said, they're going to test the secondary. Tyler Lockett is a deep threat big time. Um, wow. Even DK Metcalf is a, is a deep threat. And so having both those guys and then Chris Carson, I, I think that it's it's not going to be a lot different in terms of personnel than we saw yesterday. But I think the scheme is very different than what we saw yesterday. Um and if I'm the Seahawks, I'm looking at – I'm watching the Niners film from this last week, but I'm trying to figure out what the Packers did that the Niners couldn't stop, and I'm going to try to replicate that. That would yeah. be my mindset if I'm the Seahawks.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be a good game. I I think this could be a good get-right game for the 49ers. I think it would be very, very nice if we got Trey out there more maybe starting, although I I think it would still wait for the – um, I, I think they'll probably wait until – the buy in, I think it's week six to maybe make that move. If Jimmy is still playing the way he is, but I don't, I think we're going to be fine. I think the secondary is, is going to be bad and I think it's going to be depleted, but I think with some more, a bit more, a few more of our running backs back and into the system, hopefully we can get the ground game going and that'll, that should, um provide a spark for the offense. So I'm not, I'm not worried. I'm not like, I'm not like, Oh, we're going to win. But I'm also not like, oh, there's no chance we'll win. I think we probably are the better team right now because I really do think the Seahawks are having a lot of like, yes, they have they have talented players, but they don't they don't have an identity on on offense. Shane Waldron, their new offensive coordinator, was brought in to run the Sean McVay Rams stuff. Right. Pete Carroll wants to be old school and run the football. And Russell Wilson really kind of just wants to throw outside and throw the deep ball. And so with all of these things like they're not on the same page and maybe they'll get on the same page but they haven't they haven't been on the same page yet so i think that is going to really lead to um i, I think that's going to lead to a lot of confusion that maybe the 49ers can take advantage of
1: what do you what do you think the i guess better question is who do you think are going to be the big players the big highlights the big key components to this game on either side of the ball for either team um next week who do you think on the Seahawks offense is either going to get it done or who on the our defense is going to shut them down what are, your, what are your thoughts on some specific players moving forward to this next matchup
0: yeah probably Russell Wilson and um and R- Russell Wilson and one of his receivers whether it's DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett like I think those big games I think there's a one deep touchdown at least so on one that one side of the other of the receiver
1: for us really we shut one down and the other one's kind of open.
0: Yeah, they're 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 good. Um, but I I think we can get some defensive pressure. Like I doubt Nick Bosa is gonna be in our D line is gonna be as as manhandled as it was um as it was this week. And so I think that gives us a a chance. And I think yeah. that we and I, I think on our side of the ball, I think it's gonna be Elijah Mitchell. I think he's back, and I think hopefully the run game can get a little more going with him. And I I think George Kittle, I think the 49ers are going to take away exactly what you took away this week, Daniel, and say, we need to, we need to feed this man, the ball.
1: That's my hope. That is my hope. George Kittle is absolutely the guy that I thought of when thinking of big playmakers next week. And I, I feel like he usually is a big player against the Seahawks. I think we use him a lot. I think he shows up big time in those games. Um, I have no idea who on our defense I can't pick someone who's gonna I don't feel confident about saying this guy's gonna be the one to to really step it up because you know Bosa would have said that for yesterday but I know he was double teamed and I know that I'm probably being really hard on him um but when they have their fourth string tackle and he still wasn't able to do it no matter how many guys are in front of him I just I, I am struggling to figure out who on our defense is gonna maybe be there to get it done so I think the big component is, yes, we did play Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest of all time. Um, was it 47 seconds on the clock after we scored our touchdown? Um, was Is too much time on the clock, which is crazy. You know, for, for only guys like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, is that too much time? And while I think that Russell Wilson is an incredible quarterback, I do not think that 47 seconds is too much time for him. <coughs> Excuse me. So I do see... I do see if the Niners are in the same situation as they were this last week with the Seahawks, I see the Niners winning that game. I see them being able to make a stop. I don't see, um, I mean, they have two great receivers just like Packers. I mean, they have two better receivers as a whole, but Devontae Adams is, I, I truly believe that Devontae Adams is at least currently the best wide receiver in the NFL.
0: Oh yeah. I, I also think like the 49ers have a good team. They are not going to lose two games in a row. Easy. They are not. It's not going to be easy to take them down, to have them lose two games in a row. And so, because of that, I really think that's gonna that's gonna give us a chance to stay in it.
1: Yeah, I wonder if I wonder if a loss is maybe what they needed. Maybe the mindset, uh, the loss is gonna help their mindset. Um, I just hope that everyone listens to George Kittle and let him fire you up. Let him keep you with a a healthy, level-headed perspective heading into the game. And you know, he said, "I I gotta." I'd have to find his quote, but he said something of, you know, if you're not in the mindset, he was explaining his mindset. he said, if you're not in that mindset, you're not on the right football team. Uh, and yeah. I mean, everyone's like, Oh, that's harsh. I'm like, no, man, that, that is the culture of a football team. That is exactly what this team needs with George. Yeah. Kittle, I mean, he is one of the biggest leaders on this team, if not the biggest leader, in my opinion, um, with the ways that he leads and, and work his butt off more than anyone I've, I've seen. So, yeah, I'm interested to see this week. I, I think that it could be a great yeah. bounce back week, as you said. And you know, it's a challenging and if, one.
0: If Jimmy looks like he did last night again, I am I am going to be even more calling for trade to start. So that'll be fun either way, because that's always fun.
1: I think he gets in uh, just like he did this uh, yesterday, this last week, and maybe even more more packages we see of him getting in there. Maybe he takes a drive. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. The hard part of doing this the day after a game is we don't get to update you with news before the game, but be on the lookout. Uh, Watch those injuries. We're assuming Elijah Mitchell will be healthy. Michael Hasty obviously will not be. He's on IR. So we've got hopefully Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon as the two. So I guess Kyle Yuschek is there as number three. Yeah. Um, I think everyone else on the offense is healthy and good to go. Be watching for the secondary. And if Josh Norman is able to play or not, um, who, who are the starters in the second are going to be? We believe that it was Norman and Mosley, Tart and Ward to start the game yesterday. Um, but if Norman's out, and I think Williams is out, does Diomino Lenore get the start? Does someone else get the start? Not even because of injury, just because they want to make a switch? I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see what, what we have going for us this next week to, to start the game and um, who's going to be healthy and who's going to be ready to go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It should be a fun one. Um, This is going to have ramifications for the 49ers season. If they lose to both of these teams, I think that it's hard for me to see them being a true contender after dropping, after dropping these two games. So this game matters and it's going to be a fun game and I'm, I'm very excited, but I think ultimately I'm, I'm still very optimistic about this 49ers season.
1: Yeah. I, I agree that I think the contender Mark is put in question. If they lose this week, But again, remember that the Niners have, I think, the number one easiest schedule this year. So even if we're losing to the Packers and the Seahawks, we should be, you know, still absolutely in contention simply because that we have a really, really nice schedule. Um, We do go from the Seahawks to the Colts, to the Cardinals, to the Jags, and then back to the Seahawks. So I was much more nervous for the Colts game than I was, than I am now. Um, They're 0-3. Cardinals are three and0 so i'm I, those kind of switched i wasn't i wasn't thinking too highly of the cardinals they had made me change my opinion the colts are kind of the other way the Jaguars i don't really need to comment on and then we go back to the Seahawks in december so and after that we've got a few a few easier games so i'm just curious to see how we do and until we get to that to that bye week and then a few games after that kind of once we hit that middle mark where are we standing and i think that will kind of help determine what the rest of our season outlook is yeah. looking like It's going to be a good
0: season. It's week three. So nobody, nobody panic.
1: No panic buttons needed yet.
0: All right. Thank you for, uh, for listening today. Listeners. We, uh, we love having you. Thanks for hearing on our frustrations. Hopefully we, hopefully we took away some of the fears, but also painted a realistic picture of 49ers outlook this season and uh, should be a fun game against the Seahawks. And we'll, we'll be here next week, breaking it down. Daniel, any, any parting words?
1: Absolutely. We appreciate you. Thank you for going on the uh, emotional roller coaster ride that it is to be a, a sports fan, a football fan, and a 49ers fan. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time.